everyone, welcome back. Um, I'm your host, Ava, and this is the modern podcast, the Mod Pod, whichever you prefer to call it. Um, how are we all doing? I hope you all are having a great Friday. I, for one, I don't know about you all, but I am very happy that it's a Friday because oh my gosh, a lot has been happening in the past week as far as school. I just have been, I've had so much stuff going on. I have exams next week and I have, um, I'm finishing up with driver's ed and gonna get my permit soon. So this is, it has been a very crazy week and, um, to say the least. So, there's a lot, there's a lot to cover. There's not a lot of time to do it. Um, and so I'll explain it in a little bit, but this episode is basically a check-in and I explained this in the last episode, which if you haven't listened to, go check it out. It's a Wonder Woman, um, 84 review, which I had a lot of fun doing, but I talk a lot about school in this episode, and I talk about, like, what just, what's been going on, how I've been feeling, that kind of thing. Um, and so I don't think I have a very long intro, because usually I talk about how I'm doing, or, like, things that I've been doing, but I talk about that literally the whole episode, so I don't think this is going to be a very long intro. I think I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it, so I hope you all enjoy the episode. So, like I said last week, this week is just going to be a check-in, um, another check-in, um, a while ago, I can't remember how many episodes ago, but I did a check-in that was 14, and this is going to be number 20, so six episodes ago, I did a check-in, and I'm going to do another one, and that one was called check-in number one, if you haven't watched it and you want to, go ahead um, episode 14, but this is check-in number two, and this is kind of a moment where I let you all know what's going on in my life, how I've been doing, things that have been going on, things that I'm thinking about, and just kind of talking about, talking about some different things, because I like to do a bunch of different topics, and that's great and all, but I also want to just have kind of reset moments, not just for this, but just for myself as well. So I wanted to talk about a couple different things, Um, but this is kind of going to be a more freeform episode. It might be long, it might be not, I'm not sure yet, but we'll just see where this takes us. And I know that's not what I said was going to happen in the new year um, with the new look for the podcast. Um... But I do just want to have, I mean, this. these are always going to be freeform. So it's not really set up one way where I have to do one thing and I can't do it any other way. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that really quick. Um, what's been on my mind recently? Uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but I started driver's ed recently and I think I'm 15 lessons in through the 30 lesson 30 hour um, online stuff so I'm halfway through 
and that's exciting. Um, I feel excited about a trucker car just drove past my house. Um, I feel excited about doing driver's ed and being able to drive. Um, but I also feel really nervous just because I feel, and I, I feel like, and I know that the reason I'm nervous is because I have never been behind the wheel before, so I don't know what to expect, um, and not knowing, or not knowing what to expect as the stuff that always bothers me and scares me. The unknown is probably one of my fears. I just don't like not knowing something. And so, that is, that's just, like, really daunting to me, not knowing what to expect and how I'll react when I'm on the road, things like that, but, and also the whole situation with driver's ed right now is that once you finish the 30-hour online course, you can go to the DMV and take your test to get your permit, um, and then once you have your learner's permit, then you have to take at least six on in person with a driving instructor classes, six hours of that. And I think it's, or no, it's six, um, lessons of that. And I think they're two hours each. So it has to be like six behind the wheels. And then I think you have to do, or so it's 12 hours behind the wheel with a driving instructor and then 12 hours observing. So what that means is that there will be more kids in the car. And that's something that's also worrying me just because of COVID and having to drive and have other kids. Like when I'm first learning how to drive, this will be like one of my first times on the road and they're having me in a car responsible for the lives of other teenagers that I don't know and that I have never seen before in my life probably, or that just, like, I don't know, but it's, it's just daunting and really scary, um, to have to, like, my first time going on the road is where I'm also responsible not only for the lives of an adult sitting next to me in the passenger seat, but, like, the lives of other teenagers, which we're not even allowed to do until after six months of driving around with a learner's permit. Um, so that just seems like a little bit like a, um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but also with COVID, having that many kids in a car together is just really not something that I want to do, um, or that I'm worried about as well, just because of the fact that we'll be in close quarters with the windows rolled up. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just been something that I've been thinking about recently. And just the idea of driving is a little daunting to me. So, um, what else did I wanted to talk about? Uh, okay, so I have to explain something first because I wanted to talk about school, but I also need to explain where this is coming from. So, my school is, they would usually do... Um, these days that they were one day kind of like a and b days if you know what that is one day is where you have certain classes on that day and then the other day you have certain classes on that day and then they would switch off throughout the school year so then you would have classes for 
the whole year, but they would be switching off. So you would have time to like complete homework, things like that. It was easy on everyone. And I like the schedule, but then this year with COVID, going into the school year, obviously everyone started virtual, but um, they switched to a block schedule. And if you don't know what that is, that means that they they fit a year-long class into a semester. So they shoved a year-long class into a semester, but kept all the exams. So I would usually have exams at the semester with the A and B schedule. Um, and then, yeah, so I'd have exams at the semester, at the end of the first semester, and then at the end of the second semester. And I would have two exams, or two, like, weeks of exams total throughout the year. So I'd have a week of exams at the end of the first semester, and then a week of exams at the end of the second semester. But what they did this year is that they put it in a block schedule. So now I have, I had a year-long class shoved into a semester. And the thing is, I was taking, so that meant that at the quarter, I, I took exams. So I'm going to have four weeks of exams this year, which is not fun. But the, 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 the thing I'm struggling with is because, is like, I don't know how to explain it, but I had, I took AP, so I'm coming up on exam week soon, um, when this goes out on, so I'm recording this on Sunday, January 10th, um, this is going to be going out on the no, 15th, 16th. I don't want to do the math right now, but I'll be going out on one of those two days. And the week after that is my exam week. And so all my classes will be changing semester two. And the problem I have with that is that I have AP World History and Spanish first semester. So with AP classes, you can, you take the class and it, you, it goes in the grade book just like any other class, but then at the end of the school year, there's a set date for AP exams, um, or for an AP exam for this, for a certain day in whatever state you are, and I don't remember what my date is, but it's at the end of the school year, and that's to determine if you get the college credit or not. So if you pass the exam with, I th some colleges accept a three, some accept, uh, only accept, oh my gosh, accept four or fives, and to give you context, the AP exam is around three hours of just straight testing, and so if you get a three, some colleges accept a three, the ones that I'm looking at, I think, accept one of them accepts accepts threes and the other one accepts only fours and fives and so depending on what you get on that that determines if you get a college credit or not and the reason this is important is because college credits are expensive so I don't know if everyone who's listening knows this but like you have to pay for college credits and if I get those so my right now my school is paying for me to take this college level class and so if I pass this test, I already have a college credit that I won't have to pay for. That's the thing that I'm also looking at doing next year is that I am looking at taking classes with a college nearby because then I can, if I can get as many college credits out of the way, which, so when I say college credits, I mean that I will take 
the college class, but I will take it. The school pays for my books, the credit, all of that. And then I am able to basically, if I pass the class, I get a college credit for free. And so then that can cut down on thousands of dollars that I will have to pay in college tuition and college fees which can be huge for debt. So thinking into the future, if I take college classes along with AP classes, I can, with the college class, all I have to do is pass the class. With the AP class, I have to take a test at the end of the school year. So that brings us back to what I'm talking about is that my AP class, the exam week that's coming up is going to be my last exam for this class. So this year-long class that is supposed to be year-long, they fit into a semester, and I had it first semester. So what this means is that I take this exam, then I'm done with this class, but I still have an exam that will determine if I get that college credit or not at the end of the school year. So I have an entire semester, which is about the length of a summer break. Um, So that's like taking the class and ending it right as school ends, and then having an entire summer to forget all of that information and then having the test the last day or the first day of school. And this determines if I get the college credit or not. So not only will I be having all new classes next semester, except for two of the classes are on an A-B schedule. So that means that I have them year long because I'm also taking choir and English and choir is a year long class because of concerts. So they had to do that with some classes depending on the ones you took. So I still will have those, but the other ones I'm um, I'm losing at the semester. So also with Spanish, I have basically like the length of two summer vacations to forget all of that because I'm taking Spanish two right now and I'm about to finish that class and like I'm passing, I, I, I'm passing it with an A, but I am have two summer breaks to forget all that information, and that's what my teacher was talking to us about, and she was like, this is, like, really worrying me, or I think she talked about this at conferences or something like that, but she was talking to us, and she was saying this is really worrying me because the kids will have a whole length of two summer vacations to forget all this information. It's already bad enough after one, so that's where it's just, like, so, um, like, I don't know. The frustrating thing is that, like, I know this is not good for students, but I also don't see how they could have done it any other way because I, like, I I understand that the reasoning behind switching to the block schedule is that so that when kids come back in person, then they can, it'll be easier to contact trace if there was an incident with COVID or there was, like, a, a positive test. But at the same time, like, this is throwing a lot of AP kids under the bus. And that's really frustrating for me because then not only will I have all new classes next semester, but I will have to also study the entire semester for this AP test and make sure that I'm keeping up on this knowledge because I'm not going to ride thousands of dollars on or hundreds of dollars on a week of studying before this test and think that that's enough. No, like I need to make sure that I'm keeping up with this knowledge. So then outside of school, along with extracurriculars and along with my other classes, which I'm taking um, pre-calc next semester, so that's going to give me a lot of homework. But like along with all of these different things, I'm all, all these new classes, I'm going to have to study for this as well. And then my teacher, my Spanish teacher, also thinks it would be a good idea, and so do I, if I take this, if I make sure that I'm keeping up with Spanish at least a little bit throughout this next semester and summer. So, and like the thing is with Spanish is that I can, 
I could technically stop after this and that would be enough for college, but I don't know if colleges will change their, um, so I don't know if I've mentioned this. Let me just take a step back here for a second because I'm throwing a lot of information out here, but basically I want to go to college to become, um, a therapist and I'm not completely sure for what yet, but I do want to be, um, I want to go to college and major in psychology and I want to become a therapist. So basically I have some, the colleges that I'm looking at um, require at least two years of a foreign language and my school offers German and Spanish. So I took Spanish. I've been taking Spanish since seventh grade, I think. Um, but I took, I'm taking Spanish and technically they only require two years, but what I wanna do is I wanna take it all four years just so that I have I'm making sure that I have enough years and um, classes in so that if I could or if I if the colleges changed their um, I don't know what you call that if they change what they um, want you to have what the kind of things that they want you to have on their um, Oh my gosh, what am I talking about? Uh, if they change the, what they want you to have on kind of like your list of classes that you've done, or like, you know, I, I just said like they had, they require two years of a foreign language, most colleges require that. If they change that to like three or four years, I want to be able to meet that still and not regret not taking Spanish. So I... I'm just going to take that all four years just because also that'll give me extra high school credits, which is never a bad thing. And the thing is, like, the funny thing is I'm actually already taking an extra credit than what is allowed on our schedule because my school offers zero hour classes, which means that on an in a normal school year, I would come in before school early and do certain things. So I'm taking two um, zero hour music classes, and that is handbells and... Um, handbells and oh I'm taking handbells and chamber singers um both with my choir teacher and so both of those count for an extra half credit which means that I am I am taking I'm actually taking an extra credit which is pretty cool but like I also if the more high school credits I have the less I will have to take of classes that I don't want to take or if the more I fill up my schedule freshman sophomore year then I can take more college classes and not have to worry and then only take the essential um classes in high school and in the actual high school and then obviously like next semester I'm taking art fundamentals because I didn't take that um freshman year because my whole thing about that was actually um, my school does it weird where freshman year they require you to take an intro class and then you have an, uh, an a credit to use towards a special so what I did is I took instant there was intro to business intro to woodworking and intro to graphic design and I took intro to graphic design I originally I originally was going to take intro to business but I was just like I don't 
know that I'll have as much fun in this class as I will in intro to graphic design and this also because I was looking at taking like photography later in high school as like one of my creative classes and stuff like that so I wanted to have this kind of background too so I was like I'll have more fun in intro to graphic design so I picked that but then I also picked choir because I wanted to take a music class and I want to take a music class all through high school um which is funny because I actually defected from uh, orchestra to choir. I orchestra is funny a funny story too because my, the way my school do it does it you can start orchestra in fifth grade, and then it's offered all through high school. So I started taking orchestra in fifth grade. I played the violin up until um, I think it was the beginning of eighth grade. No, was it? Was it really eighth grade? I think it was the beginning of either the beginning of eighth grade or the middle of seventh grade. Um, either way, I had to switch over to cellos because one of our cellos moved away and the other one switched over to a, to band. So we had no cellos left. So me and one of my friends, I'll keep her anonymous, but me and one of my friends switched to cello. And so we learned the cello in the middle of the um, school year and we just switched over to cello. So up until... I, I think seventh or eighth grade I was playing violin and then from then on I, I played cello up until high school where I switched to choir um, <clears throat> and I've been with choir ever since which is actually really fun I really enjoy that class so what was I I, I forgot what I, I like I'm rambling here I'm talking about all kinds of stuff but oh my freshman year yeah so I had to take two of those so then I had to take an intro class and then I had one more credit to use as I wanted to and I wanted to take a music class but then that meant that I had no room in my schedule for um I had no room in my schedule for an art class so this year I'm taking art fundamentals which means that I can next year so if I take because that is a required class for other art classes so like next year I can my junior year I can take like pottery or I can take um like art and design or something like something like that I can take a more advanced art class because I really do enjoy um painting and drawing and all of that I enjoy making art and that's something that I really like to do I just didn't have the room for it in my schedule freshman year so now that I'm a sophomore I'm able to have that class and still take all of the other classes that I want to take and that I need to take to graduate um, because at the way my school does it as they get as the way the schedule is set up is that you have you take the same amount of credits each year I think it's like eight or nine I don't remember but <clears throat> you take the same amount of credits each year you just you just are required to take different classes each year so my freshman year I'm required to take like an English class a math class obviously I think you're required to take math I don't know if you're required to take math junior senior year but I'm taking math all through high school because I skipped seventh seventh and eighth grade math so my seventh grade year I took ninth grade algebra I took algebra and then uh, eighth grade I took geometry and then ninth uh, freshman year I took algebra 2 and this year I'm taking pre-calc and then next year I'm taking AP calc and then the year after that I'm taking AP stat so then that means that if I get all of those done I won't 
I can take a test um, before I go off to college if I get accepted into colleges. Then I can take a test that can hopefully help me test out of math for college because I don't really want to take math in college. I mean, I like, like, I like math, but I just, I don't, it's not something that I want to, I want to fill my schedule with other things. So, I've talked in circles, but basically my point is that it's really stressful to have to take, or to have so much time in between my, the end of my AP world class and then the start of my and then my actual test that determines if I get that college credit or not because like I said before college credits cost a lot of money and it would be much easier on the amount of uh, tuition I would have to pay if I am able to uh, get if I'm able to get as much college credits out of the way in my high school years as I can because like I said the school pays for all the college credits so I can go onto a college campus starting my junior year and take college classes if I wanted to and they the school would pay for my books my tuition all of that and so then I could get as many college credits out of the way my high school years basically take them for free I pa- if I pass the class I get the credit and then I have credits that can go with me when I go to uh, college and that can hopefully uh, save me from having to pay a lot more money than I would have to. So just thinking for the future is very stressful and the whole thing with like the gap in between is very stressful as well. My teacher keeps saying that she'll do something with it, but I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet. But oh, it's very confusing. There's a lot to think about, but <clears throat> that's kind of where I'm at with school right now. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say is like, it was really hard for us this week, mentally at least, because so my school had a five-phase plan for phasing people back into um, school and in person with like masks and socially social distancing and stuff like that. But the thing is, like, we started the school year with virtual. That was phase one, and then phase two is where they brought. Uh, they brought the elementary kids back, which my elementary school goes from K-4, K-4? Yeah, K-4 through fifth grade. Um, they brought them, they brought them back, and then they also brought the sixth graders and the ninth graders back, because those are the kids who are just going into middle school and just going into high school. <clears throat> that was phase two, so they brought them back two days a week. And, like, split them up by last name, stuff like that. And then phase three was kind of put on hold before uh, Thanksgiving break because there was an outbreak of COVID in the elementary school. So they had to bring everybody back to virtual for two weeks. And then after Thanksgiving break, they brought people back in and they brought more people back in. So that meant, like, anyone who wanted to come back from any grade could come back in two days a week. Um, and Wednesdays are virtual at-home days where the teachers are in meetings and then we get assignments that we have to complete on our own. And then, uh, yeah, so that happened for two weeks before winter break. Then we had winter break, and now we're coming back, and it's still like that, except that now we're coming up on the end of the semester and the end of the quarter, so now we have to make a decision. Now parents are charged with making a decision for their kids for the next quarter, and the way it works is that 
we're going to be moving into phase four here, which means that anybody who wants to come back in person will have to come back or can come back, but they'll have to like wear a mask and socially distance and things like that. But the problem is that they're coming back for four days a week. So for the people who are just coming back because they didn't feel comfortable sending their kids to school for what, four days before winter break. Um, so my family, we didn't, we haven't, I haven't gone back in person yet because the numbers were rising and in the place where I live. And it was just, it was very stressful and it, we just didn't feel safe. Um, especially like right before the holidays, we were like, we don't want to send you guys back to school and then you get sick and then you have to be sick um, and not enjoy the holidays. So that was something that we were thinking about and that went into our decision of not to bring, send us back. But the way my school is doing it is that if you go back in person, you can switch back to virtual if you don't feel comfortable in person anymore. But if you switch to, if you are virtual and you want to switch to in person after the the decision has been already made for you to stay virtual for the quarter you can't switch to in person because that's much harder than switching someone back to virtual so it it was really hard for us to make a decision that would because like the whole thing is like we want to be able we want to be able to go back in school and we want to be able to have that in-person experience and um like talk to our friends and do all that but like it's it's just about like how safe is it going to be especially because like they had to add they had to change our school times like our school got times got pushed back because they just like it because so many kids are going to be coming back four days a week so it's going to be everybody four days a week that they don't have enough room in the lunchroom for all the kids so now they have to make two lunch times which means that this the times on the day get all messed up which means like zero hour classes practices for sports all of that kind of stuff got messed up and it was just like and the thing like they had a meeting a school board meeting where like parents could come in and ask questions and like my parents went in there and I think one of one other parent was in there too they were asking questions about like how are you going to safely socially distance how what are your plans for doing this safely and like the thing that they were saying is like they don't know that they can because of how many kids are going to be coming back they don't know that they can safely socially distance or socially distance everyone that's why they had to add another lunchtime but it's like are we really going to risk health and things like that and it's just it was a really hard decision because like obviously my parents don't want us don't want to keep us home nobody wants to keep ourselves home but if like this is the safest way for us to keep our family safe then this is the safest then this is what we have to do and so it's just something that we've been really struggling with especially because like this is going to be a whole nother quarter and so we don't know what the numbers are going to look like over that quarter so do we just play it safe or do we just send people back and hope for the best like that's the thing that my parents were really struggling with and they told us today that we're going to be staying virtual which I'm actually kind of relieved about because like obviously I miss my friends and I haven't seen them in nine ten months so like I miss them a lot and I obviously want to see them very bad but at the same time like <clears throat> it's really stressful because I don't like 
I don't know how comfortable I'll feel with people in school because I don't know that everybody else has been taking this seriously. Like, I know some people that, like, they traveled for the holidays, and I don't know that I feel comfortable going to school where people aren't taking this seriously and are... It just, like, you can't control what other people do outside of school, and, like, they can wear a mask in school and things like that and socially distance and do the things that the scientists and the healthcare workers and the people who know what they're doing are telling us what we should be doing, but they, I don't, we can't control people out of school, so I don't know if they're hanging around people who don't care about masks or who have not been wearing masks this whole time, things like that or haven't been socially distancing, I don't know what I'll get exposed to. So I don't know how much, how comfortable I'll feel being around people who don't take this seriously, if that makes sense. And so I feel kind of relieved just because of the fact, like, I, like I said, like, I really want to go back to school and I want to see my friends, but I'm also concerned about, like, the safety of not only myself, but, like, of my siblings I have three siblings and I'm I don't want that any of them to get sick I have some high-risk people in my family I don't want any of them to get sick I don't want to be in any way like I haven't seen my family in a long time and I didn't see them over the holidays but at the same time like if for somehow if somehow I don't want to be the person who gives someone a disease that could potentially threaten their life like I don't want to be that the person who does that I would rather be safe than sorry if that makes sense and And, like, for me at least, like, this must be a really, a much more harder, hard decision for the people who are, like, seniors. Like, I can't imagine having to try to make this decision as a senior. But this is my sophomore year. And, like, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but, like, I've been playing basketball since fifth grade and I couldn't play this year. And that was really, really, a, a really, really hard decision for me. And it really, really... It was just, it was, it was hard, and, cause, like, I've been playing basketball, like, around the winter time when that sport is in, like, the peak, it's in its prime, like, that is my identity for this kind of winter, end of fall, winter area, like, this is, this is what I do, this is kind of who I am over this time as I'm a basketball player, and so to not be able to do that this year was really, really hard, but at the same time, like, they told us that they were going to be masking up, but again, like, basketball is a contact sport and the numbers were rising in the place where I live and it just felt it didn't feel safe so we had to make that hard decision but again this is my sophomore year I'm going to have two more years of high school after this and so if I miss out on a couple things this year that doesn't mean that I won't have them next year and like obviously I'm still working on basketball stills I'm still staying in shape I'm still working out I'm doing all that so that I can stay in shape and so that I'm not just like sitting at my computer all day doing schoolwork and not doing anything active I want to make sure that I'm getting better over this time so then I can come back next year and be able to still play and like it just it was really hard just because of the fact like I don't if I could I'd go back to school if I want if like I felt safe I'd go back to school 100% that would be great to go back to school for four days a week because I miss being at school like we all complained about how school sucks and like we wish we could just stay home and like that's how I bet you everyone who's in high school or or in college understands me when I say like at the start of this quarantine back in March we all were very excited we we were like 
we get to stay home for a month. We don't have to go to school for a month. We can take school from home for a month. That's great. But after like the first two weeks, we all were like, this is going to go on way longer than we thought it was going to. And this is a lot more complex and dangerous than we thought it was going to be. And it's a lot more, it's a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. And so it just, it just, is. it was like a, it was a hard decision for my parents to make, but at the end of the day, I respect their decision, and I think that, honestly, I agree that it's hard for us to have to stay home and know that our friends are going to school and that we can't see them, but if this is the thing that's going to keep me and my family safe, then this is what I have to do because I am not going to risk my family's lives, people's lives, just so that I can go and see my friends. Like, I'm still able, I still talk to them, I FaceTime with them, I text them, we talk, we work on homework together, we do all this stuff, like, we are still in contact, I'm still able to talk to them, it's just not the same, but, it's, I'm not willing to risk a few minutes or a few days of social time for someone's life, so, I don't know, that's just what I've been thinking about. That was kind of a very long rant, but there is a lot for me to think about. There's a lot going through my mind right now, and that was just about school, so, and I went through three things. I have a five-thing list, but that was just the first couple things on my list. Um, I feel like I have to address this just because this happened Wednesday this is gonna happen over it would will have happened over a week ago when I released this episode but like I just want to mention the Capitol mob and how like horrifying that was to watch I just I just want to point out some hypocrisy here and then we'll move on the fact that Donald Trump called peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters thugs, um, and then when these white supremacists, these terrorists who are defacing property and assaulting people and becoming violent in the Capitol building, like, he told them that they are loved and that they are special. So I just want to point out that hypocrisy right there. I want to point out the bias and the prejudice in those statements. And also hallelujah for Trump's Twitter Twitter getting um taken or like getting shut down. He is way too addicted to Twitter and he just needs to go cold turkey. Thank goodness some someone did it. Thank goodness someone did it because the amount of tweets that have gotten flagged, ridiculous, ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to move on for that because we all have watched the news and we all have heard the stories. We all understand what's going on and we don't, I don't need to spend any more time on it. If you want to, I'm not going to be your source of news. Um, if you want to go check out more on that, I think I can link some, I'm not going to link anything down below, just search up like go look on a CNN or a news site or something like that and look at what's going on oh I'm we're gonna move on from that though because 
I don't want to spend more time on this than I need to because this is not, you don't come here to hear about the news. You come here to hear me talk about my life. So, um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about was something that I've been getting more into recently and I wanted to share some strategies that I've been using because I'm pretty proud of it and I, someone's definitely thought of this before me, but I just figured this out. So, something that I've been getting into more is audiobooks. And if you, I don't know how much I've mentioned this, but if you know me at all, you know that I love books. Books are my bread and butter. Books are my life. Books are my air to breathe. I love them. I have a bookshelf filled with them, and I can definitely recommend a bunch of titles, and I will with the audiobooks that I've been listening to recently. But um, I, ca- I came up with this idea, and... It's something that I did with, so like I'm, I have to go to the library anyway soon to renew my library card, but I just haven't found the time or like I haven't found the time to do it yet. So what I'm doing, what I started doing is because I want to, I want to reread books and I want to read books, but I don't always, always have the time to do so. What I've been doing is I use an app called Libby, which connects to my library card and my library. So any book or audiobook that my library has, I can download onto that, or the app has it. I can borrow it and listen to it or read it. And I don't really use it for books just because of the fact, like, I don't, if I'm going to read a book, I don't, I don't really like Kindles or anything like that. Like, I have a Nook and I like it. I like my Nook, but that's as far as I will go as far as electronically reading. But um, basically what I started doing is I like I wanted to reread the Twilight series, but I kind of wanted to jump around. Um, so I picked up the third book, which is called um, Eclipse. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read this book, but I also don't always have the time with homework and school and all of that. I don't always have the time to just sit down and read a book. So, what? like, I always like to read for a little bit before I fall asleep at night instead of, like, going on a phone or anything like that. I journal, either journal or read before I go to bed every night. And that's actually something that I would highly recommend Some if, like, if you are looking for something that to do before you go to bed and you don't and you want to cut back on screen time, like, pick up a book, listen to a book, or journal. Like, that's great ways to... Uh, calm your mind and get your mind off of whatever you've been thinking about before you go to bed but what I was doing is I would read the book before I went to bed Um, but then when I also wanted to read it during the day but I couldn't like I was doing dishes or I couldn't exactly just set everything set the thing down that I was working on and go read a book or like I wanted to do something else like if I want to go outside and work on basketball drills or something like that I can what I do is I read the book when I can, when I have the time to sit down and read, but then when I don't have the time to sit down and read, but I still want to read the book, I just turn on the audiobook. So I'll borrow, I borrowed the Eclipse audiobook, and what I did is every time I, I could sit down and read whenever I wanted, and then I would find out what page, like what chapter, how far in I was into it, and I, I would fast forward on the audiobook to that point and start listening. And then whenever I had to stop listening, I'd stop listening, and then when I had the time to pick up a book again, I'd just go to the part that I was listening to on the audiobook. 
that I had stopped listening to on the audiobook. And it, like, works really well. Like, it still took me around the same amount of time to finish the book. Maybe a little quicker because I'm busy right now. But if I had the time to, like, sit down and read a book, I probably would have read it in the same amount of time as I did with switching on and off. So, like, it was a way for me to listen but also to like read the book but also have the time to do it which worked really good for me so I really I I enjoy doing that and I've been doing that with a couple other books right now but something that I've been getting into recently was murder mystery books and I kind of like the more tame ones the ones that are like not very gruesome um the one A series that I just, that I finished a while ago is called One of Us is Lying and One of Us is Next. And that's like a little murder mystery book with some high school kids. And I really do like those kinds of books where they're murder mysteries with high schoolers. And so I I read those, but then I wanted to like reread them. So I found the audiobooks and I listened to them and I really do like murder mystery audiobooks I just finished one called a good girl's guide to murder and that one was very very good it had a lot of twists in it that I did not see coming but I really really like that one so if you're looking for audiobooks to listen to or books to read those are a little bit more tame they're not gruesome they're not like very explicit or anything like that they're relatively tame compared to other books And I really enjoyed them. So that's kind of what I've been doing recently. I think I'm going to like kind of close my mouth for a little bit because I've been talking about a lot of things for a lot of time. So yeah. P.S. If you don't, oh, P.S. If you don't like murder mysteries and you still want to listen to audiobooks, um, One that is really good and one that I really like listening to that I've already listened to a couple times when I was, like, packing up and moving in my old house. But uh, The Hunger Games is narrated by a person who's... I, I I really like the way they narrate that book. So if you're looking for something that's not a murder mystery, that's also a good one. Alright, so that is gonna be about it for this week's episode. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get right into the... the recommendation which is song that has been very big in the past seven days eight days that I am currently obsessed with along with the rest of the world so if you have already listened to it great if you have not listened to it it's definitely worth a listen um so I'm going to give a little background to it some of you might recognize the name Olivia Rodrigo and that's because she was um, a member in the cast of high school musical the series and she sung a song all called all I want and that song was really big um last at the beginning of last year um at the start of my freshman year so that one was a really that was a really big song right then and everybody was obsessed with it and she just came out with her first song and it's been at the top of the charts for a while or for at least a week um and basically, it's called Driver's License. Again, it's by Olivia Rodrigo. And it is such a heartbreaking, but, like, F-U kind of song. It's it's literally so amazing. And I, holy cow, it's, it's just, it's such a relatable song. And it just makes you feel for her. And 
whole it's just it's just such a good song it's just a good song and her voice is incredible um and so yeah go give it a listen it truly truly such a good song um and I've been listening to it on repeat for the past weeks or the past couple days so that's the song recommendation um I don't think I have any announcements I don't think I do (laughs) it's a little bit of a different um thing this week it's probably a shorter episode than usual it's not as long which I mean I guess is fine but just what it turned out to be so um I think I'm just gonna leave it at that um okay so again that's it for this week's episode as always make sure your mental health is okay and once you are okay make sure to check on the people you love and make sure they are okay as well um and I just I genuinely hope that your Friday, your week, your day is amazing. And um, yeah, so that's it. I'll see you all next week. Bye.